Hi guys. Hey everyone. <laughs> howdy. Howdy. That's what we'll start with. Uh, a howdy to all. Howdy to howdy all. Howdy to everyone listening. Um, so today this is our first podcast. It's our first episode, it's our of, first our first, episode. of our first ever podcast. Of our first ever podcast. Um, Have you ever podcasted before? Um, once I was a guest on my friend Dave's podcast. You should go check it out. It's called we'll Pick Apart. Um, he talks about like religion and stuff. We will not be talking about that. Well, one day, <laughs> one just don't never say never. One day, <laughs> this is a, a podcast of many, many different topics okay. and things that we're going to talk about. But today we've decided on two topics that kind of coincide with each other. Oh God, if um, you want to say that, if you, uh, I guess you could say that they coincide <laughs> yeah. in quotations. Yeah. Uh, sexuality and gender politics and the uh, original, the CW <laughs> original show Glee. <laughs> it's, not, it's not CW, but it might as well have been, it might as well have been a CW show. Is it not a CW show? I think it was on Fox. That makes it even worse. <laughs> no, because like when I was like in elementary school, like fourth grade, fifth grade, I remember like I would watch The Simpsons because mm. like it, it was like the seven o'clock hour they would play The Simpsons. And as a fourth grader, I was like, this is the edgiest shit ever made. <laughs> like it's it's The Simpsons. And like I remember they would advertise Glee in uh. between. Like I, I'm pretty sure because you know that stupid music that plays at the end, the like, yeah, that bullshit that they play off. Yeah. Oh, God. They, they, that would always be like the commercial would just be like them like jumping like in air and they'd be like getting slushied and like, mm -hmm. it would just be that ominous music. And be like, Ugh. <laughs> like even as a fourth like, grader, I'd be like, this is, this is bad vibes, <laughs> bad vibes. Well, first, should we talk about what this, what, what this podcast is? Should we go into more oh, detail about what idea. this podcast is? That's a good idea. While we're still in the intro. Yes. Um, this podcast is brought to you by me, Max Carter. Um, and, and, and me, I'm cutting you off. Me, <laughs> uh, Jacob Ambrosia. And who are we? How do we know each other? Um, we who are, are you? really good friends, and we met. <laughs> <laughs> we met because I was a really bad stage manager for his really bad show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was a really bad director for my really bad show. <laughs> so, but the one one good thing that came out of it, we met each other. Exactly. I was a senior. We got, you were a sophomore. Right? I was a sophomore. Yeah, and we kind of we went to Westport, and we were in a class together, a directing class, and we kind of just bonded over movies and we realized we had many bad interests that, <laughs> that, that like aligned <laughs> with each other and and right off the bat i do want to credit with this podcast like the topics i think a lot of the topics that we're going to uh -huh. get into and like a lot of um what our goal with this whole thing was to begin with mm -hmm. i think we owe inspiration to one YouTuber that we bonded over years ago, <gasps> yes, years ago, years ago, um, one Jenny Nicholson. Yes, Jenny, we love you. You are inspiration. She's not listening. I know. She'll never listen. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But Jenny, we love you. If you ever find us, know that we are your biggest fans. We're your biggest fans. And you inspired us to make this podcast. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you to one more person, to Lindsay Ellis, who also yes. inspired us to make this podcast. Because some of this, uh, we kind of planned out like what topics we want to go over mm -hmm. in the coming weeks and stuff. And every so often we're going to touch on musicals and mm -hmm. theater because we love theater. Mm -hmm. It's how we met. It's mm -hmm. I'm going to school. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm going to school. I go to Ithaca College in Ithaca, New York. I'm a theater studies major, mm. actually double major. I'm going to be double majoring in politics. So that's going to be a nightmare, Ooh. but um, yeah, that'll be a nightmare. But, <laughs> Jacob's um, major is this podcast. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, um, 
you know, we love theater and we're going to get into that a little bit. And um, I think we also just owe a lot of credit to Lindsay Ellis's podcast. I don't think you've listened to it. I have. Yeah. I li- oh. I've listened to the Love Never Dies. Uh, oh, there episode. we go. We so, don't want to get in. We don't want to. We don't want to. Oh, <laughs> no spoil, but uh, we might have something coming up in that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm Lindsay Ellis and Cavatarian. They have mm-hmm. a wonderful podcast called Musical Splaining that we highly recommend. It's a wonderful podcast. They talk about musicals, mm-hmm. and we owe I at least owe like a great debt to them mm-hmm. for inspiring me to actually want to talk in the microphone about my awful, awful opinions. Exactly. Uh, so we just want to give credit where credit is due. Yes. To all those people who inspire us. Our our heroes. <laughs> our internet heroes. Our internet heroes. But we have many interests. Uh-huh. Back to what the title crosses to bear. Mm-hmm. We have many interests, many hobbies, many opinions, mm. many incidents, many mm. many events that have happened to us, many things that are we often joke mm-hmm. hyperbolically. Well, that's mm. our cross to bear. That's our, that's our cross, cross to bear. bear. This is, oh, I like this trashy thing. It's my cross to bear. Uh-huh. And um, so, and the, hopefully we can share our crosses with you Yes, guys. because they are quite odd. And I think we, sometimes we, we have, have like differing opinions on things, like like movies and things that we know are bad. But like, I think, I think a good example of this is like the rise of Skywalker, which yes. I'm sure will be an episode in oh, the future. Because there's too much to say about oh, it. Oh, what we could say about the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> But See, yeah, but like for an example, like Jacob hates the rise of Skywalker. It, it hurt and... me in ways that no human <laughs> being ever has or ever will. And I, um, while it was not my favorite, definitely like you had you cried. I, I I literally sobbed I was for like there. fifteen minutes after the movie. <laughs> it was very and, upsetting. Um, maybe I'll share that clip with you guys. I don't know. Oh, it's when, we, when we were leaving the <laughs> yeah. theater, that was hilarious. That was funny though, because even. That was such a great reaction where, like, it was the final movie and you're emotional. Because uh-huh. there were some, there was, like, but little nuggets of things that were good. Uh-huh. But it was, like, exhausting that you couldn't help but just cry. Exactly. And, like, I wasn't ex- I wasn't crying because of, like, the events of the movie that had happened. I was no, crying because, I like, was. Star Wars is over. The, the saga is over. It's sad. And, like, and also what- tried to, like, fill your brain with, like, the imagery of, like, Tatooine. And you're like... <gasps> But in reality, they're just like, fuck you. And it's the conflicting emotions of, but I know it's bad and I know it's not good. Exactly. And even though that image of like the sunset makes me cry because it's Star Wars, mm-hmm. I'm also crying because they're <laughs> ruining Ray and they're yeah. ruining these things I love. Yeah. But you and I have very, I think, differing opinions on what works in that movie and what doesn't. Exactly. So th- I think, but the moment I started bawling was when Ben and... Spoilers for the Rise of Skywalker. Spoilers for the Rise of Skywalker. Which I don't give a shit if I spoil. We're going to also get into spoilers for other things, but we'll we'll try to give a spoiler warning because we, you know, Mm -hmm. these are are things that came out like months ago, if not years ago, some (laughs) Uh of these things we're going to talk about. So like, yeah, spoiler warnings will be given, but you know. We'll put it like the description episode if there are spoilers. I think we'll we'll try to put like a time code in, like if you Uh want to skip spoilers, but. But basically, that's when I started bawling is when they kissed because I have been a Raylo shipper since 2015. But conversely, and... I have as well. No, like, I'm also a Raylo shipper and I was not happy with how it ended. I know. So I, there's... I wasn't exactly happy. I was, no. ha- I was, I was happy satisfied to that they kissed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and but that's like, why I cried. But there are, like, differing opinions, but it is a simultaneous cross that we bear. Exactly. So there you go. Some things that we're going to talk about are just bad. Yeah. Like things like the rise of Skywalker that are like 
well, they're movies, they have budgets, like uh-huh. good acting and stuff, but uh-huh. we're picking apart what we think makes it not a good movie. Uh-huh. There are some things that would just <laughs> love number dice that, that are just like that we're gonna get into that are schlock. Yeah. <laughs> they're just bad. They're just <laughs> and and the, but that bring us such joy. Like like rat tattooing, right? Like, like things in that <laughs> things that are not meant to be good. <laughs> that are just in any respect. But and that and that bring us such joy. Uh-huh that they are a cross that we bear, right? Like, and things like that, I want to give credit to a YouTube channel that, I, that I've that i loved since I was a freshman in high school. It's been like five years now that I've, I've loved, it's been five straight years of like, they're my most viewed YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Um, they're a YouTube channel called Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. They are hilarious. I love them. They talk about bad movies. They talk about like screen current release movies. but better. <laughs> oh, they make fun of screen junkies. They have yeah. this joke thing called the nerd crew where oh. they like all sit around like Collider and they're, they have like, they like <laughs> fill the table with like, Funko Pops and like they wear like Star Wars and like Marvel like yeah. like clothing, but they're like grown ass men yeah. and they're like covering this. They're like, "Yo, we're here to talk about the new Marvel movie. Yo, it looks so awesome. This movie is a game changer." And they get like <laughs> they get like serious, they're like this is a game changer. <laughs> it's like my favorite. It's, yeah, no, they're like my favorite channel. I love them. But they often they have they have a series called Best of the Worst where they like find like. VHSs from like the 80s and 90s, like that are just like cheaply made, like ripoffs of big budget like action movies. And they like watch them and they review them, and it's they're just so bad and they're hilarious to watch. And um, yeah, so I just want to give them credit for like their style and like inspiration because they are absolutely wonderful. And everyone should check them out, Red Letter Media. Yeah, but so, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Glee. Oh, God. Glee. Oh, God. Um, so, Should do you we want talk... to start with Glee, or do you want to start with sexuality politics? That's, that's the question. Let's start with sexuality politics. Okay. We should so... explain, first of all, first we should explain, like, why, why these two things are together. Uh-huh. Like, a serious topic. I'm sure people are already like, what the fuck? Like, why, yeah. why are you talking about, like, this serious topic of, like, gender and, and like, sexuality? Glee. And then, Fox is Glee. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why? Um, a show, and even then, like a show from five years ago that ended five years ago, that's irrelevant to the world. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna explain. There are actually some interesting connections and some hot takes that we have. I think we should start off that I, you know, we're both queer individuals. Yeah. I should also probably state this as well, since mm-hmm. we are gonna be talking about Glee due to the current current recent events yes. that happened. We are going to be talking about some characters that um, whose actor who. They were portrayed by actors who have recently died. Um, Naya yes. Rivera. So we mean this as no disrespect to Naya Rivera. Also Corey Monteith. Or Corey Monteith, yes. especially. Mm-hmm. But we will be talking about their characters, especially um, Naya Rivera's character, Santana, since she was a big part of Glee's um, sexuality spectrum yes. and, uh, representation. Yes. And I want to get off the bat. They are, from what I've heard... They were very, very wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is one other actor from Glee that died. Oh, I did not know that. That is, we'll get into that. Because we'll that is that. not, it's a very different circumstances with <laughs> with um the actor that plays Puck. I forget his name. Oh, because um, he was like, yeah. No, yes, we'll get into that. why that's different. Yes. Like, I do not mind beseeching the name of that actor. <laughs> yes. And we will get into why. But right. Nia Rivera and um, Corey Monteith, from what I understand, were very wonderful people from what their castmates had to say and about them. Said, and and it was very tragic died. circumstances. We should, yeah. And when we joke, and before we destroy Glee, <laughs> I want to make it clear, we have nothing against them as people. And exactly. if anything, and we'll get into this more, mm-hmm. if anything, they were some of the shining 
like the brightness exactly. of that show. Exactly. They were wonderful. The people, the main people we'd be trashing today are the writers of Glee. Yeah, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Ryan uh, Murphy. Uh, yeah, but um, yes. Yeah, so that now that that's out of the way, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So let's. So I'll let maybe, you start off. Maybe I should give some credentials of why I should. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Why you? <laughs> why I should be able to talk about gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Max. But you Hi, Max. That. Hi, Max. But you already knew that. Um, and I am a bisexual, oh. non-binary individual. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means. What does that mean, God Max? Knows. Uh, <laughs> okay. It means I like men and women and all the others. Yes. And also, I am non-binary or gender non-conforming, whichever you prefer. Um, so I use they, them pronouns. And I recently discovered this, like recent as in like the past year or so. Um, and basically what that means is I don't identify either as a man or a woman. I just kind of exist as a being and I and I express that through either like through dressing androgynously, through you know um, my name, through my pronouns, and stuff like that. Um, it's for sure different for other people. Um, so I'm not the end all be all on what non-binary or what being non-binary or being bisexual should mean. But that's just what it means for me, um, which is super cool. And um, I suppose uh jacob is also a member of the lgbt community unfortunately (laughs) um yeah well i should say i for me it's the opposite where i'm like i want to give my credentials of like while i am technically (laughs) bisexual um, i identify as bisexual um i do want to make it clear when we talk about things like racial politics Mm -hmm. and sexual politics and gender i am a cis white man and i am merely like I am, I am no authority. It goes without saying I have no authority over any of these, these topics. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, obviously because I'm, I'm identify as queer, you know, like I'm, I'm interested in these things and mm-hmm. I love talking about them and I'm interested. And I think, you know, that I, and we'll get into this with Glee. There are certain things that I would hope even like a straight cis white man would be able to look at and be mm-hmm. like, that doesn't, Seem right, seem right. Yeah. Like there's certain interpretations or representation that just feels weird mm-hmm. and doesn't feel like they're quite capturing. Like, yeah. Like you know, um, different groups of people. Well, mm-hmm. specifically in media like like Glee, and that's what we wanted to talk about. That's why we're pairing these topics today. Mm-hmm. Is that when I was watching Glee, I kind of noticed pretty quickly that like you know some of these characters just don't seem real. Mm-hmm. And there are certain, there are like, like, there are gay characters, mm-hmm. there are like lesbians, mm-hmm. bisexual characters, There's transgender trans, yes, characters, trans characters, which we will get into because that is yes. like one of the main things that I want to talk about is the transgender characters yes. that they have and, and how they do it well yeah. and how they do not do it well. Yes. I would say, yeah. And well, first of all, I want to give spoiler warning for all seasons of Glee. All seasons of Glee. Now, <laughs> now if you haven't seen all seasons of Glee, don't. that's like the one thing i took away from it even though like yes cis white male right Uh but i am bisexual and i'd like to think you know i would like to be represented well Uh in the media in media you know and there are certain characters that i noticed watching i was like okay yeah good enough Mm -hmm. like c plus (laughs) and then there are others like 
I guess I just like this is like like kind of a low bar to set, mm -hmm. but like I know actual trans people, mm -hmm. and they don't talk like, act like, or have dilemmas like they are presented on the show. Right. And I was like, I just felt like it didn't feel right. And again, I have no authority on this topic at all, mm -hmm. which is why you are here mm -hmm. as a non-binary individual. But for me, <laughs> as a spectator, it uh -huh. felt like this doesn't feel right. Right. So maybe you could get into that a little bit. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess one character that I'm going to, like, I'm just going to, like, point out is, like, Unique. Um, yes, played by Alex Newell. Alex Newell. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the actor is Sis, correct? The actor uses he-they pronouns. He Alex Newell pronouns. uses okay. he-they pronouns. I didn't know that. Yes. So, um, but um, they are not uh, trans as the character was. You know Correct. I mean? Yes. They did not. They they do not like wish to fully transition like the character Unique did. And um, it wasn't even the character itself. It's how other characters treated this character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which was so awful. Like the first interaction we get with Unique and like Kurt and I think it's either Tina or Santana. It's it's like, it's no no no. It's it's the first introduction is with um Unique is at the time identifies as a man. Uh -huh. He's a student at wherever there, there's like a, another school, mm -hmm. whichever one, Jesse St. James played by Jonathan Groff, whichever school uh, he was vocal teaching. Adrenaline. Vocal Adrenaline. He's a member of Vocal Adrenaline uh -huh. at the time. And he approaches Kurt mm -hmm. and um, Mercedes. Oh, right, right, yes. yes. And is like, hello, I identify as a woman uh -huh. and I want to be dressed in drag uh -huh. like i want to be a, like a woman on stage yeah. when we perform and they just like tear her down yes like in front of her they're they're like no you shouldn't do that no that will be embarrassing no that would you know i just like i remember watching that episode and like being like why would they like why are they so mean why like why did they have to make this like so mean you know what i mean yeah so they'd be like we don't we don't want you to embarrass yourself so we're gonna tell you not to do it even though you like i actually identify as a woman and it's kind of unclear whether they understand that she identifies as a woman or not i think, um, it, I think it is because they have a scene where i think because the, the plot happens uh -huh. and unique transfers to mckinley which is the main high school where the show takes place mm -hmm. and sue uh, who is the interim principal at the time mm -hmm. like calls Unique's parents in mm -hmm. and her parents seem pretty normal. Uh -huh. They're pretty chill, right? right? Like they're not like angry conservative Christian, mm -hmm. like, oh, bad. You know, they're just like, no, they're like, yeah. they're like, hey, you know, at home, do whatever you want. We love you and we'll support you, but we worry that maybe you shouldn't be doing this. That right. like you're you are putting your yourself at risk of being bullied and stuff for mm -hmm. no reason. Right. And it's like and it's but, like that disconnect. Yeah. It's for no reason, I say in quotation yeah, marks. But they but, let her do it at home? Yeah. Like, that's where I'm like, but okay, well then, one would assume, I like, I would assume that they then were okay with it. Mm -hmm. And were like, and understood that it was part of, they, it wasn't yeah. just a fad. It wasn't just uh -huh. like, like something that she was doing for attention. It was her, it was who she was. Right. Um, but then, um, going back to like, where they did not want her to do it at school. Yes. It's like. Then you kind of have that like, that like, 
it's, it's not a microaggression. What's it called? It's microaggression. Like, microaggression. It's kind of like the the you know, like. God, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like when you're okay with it sometimes, but not all the time, you know, like yes. you're okay with gay people as long as they don't show that they're gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, um, you know, and that was one of the problems was that they were okay with her expressing herself and, you know, uh, at home, but at school they were like, no, we don't want you to get bullied. But it's like, where are you going to find a place that you won't be antagonized for who you are, especially as a trans person? You know what I mean? Yes. Because unfortunately, that's how the world we live in is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And like McKinley like was like at that point in the series was like pretty progressive. Yes. In terms of like all of its gay characters and like Sue was like an outlier, but like Well, we'll get into Sue. Yeah, but, um, we'll get into Sue. But um I think it's yeah, I was gonna say this is an important point uh where we should this is an important time to point out where my cynical brain of mm -hmm. like Hollywood and like filmmaking and mm -hmm. TV making, like the cynical part of my brain kicks in and mm -hmm. goes like, well, I think the reason for that, mm -hmm. I think there is a reason. I don't think it's blatant transphobia. I don't think it's like, could no. be like, maybe it is. Doesn't mean oh, it's yeah. not. I just, mm -hmm. I don't think they had malicious intentions at all. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I think they looked at it more of like, because we're talking like, this is like season three or four at this point that mm -hmm. we're talking about. Glee has six seasons. Uh -huh. um, no, this is like season three, I think. Season four. Season because, four, okay. Because it goes into season five, which is like Marley and Jake and everything. And then oh, it goes God. into like a we'll little, talk about bad that. last season. Yeah, we'll talk about all that. But um, no, um, what I look at it is like when Glee started, I think, and this is important for us to kind of like mm -hmm. note how mm -hmm. Glee started. The year was 2009. <laughs> like, but think about that. Like that sounds recent. That was 11 years ago. Uh -huh. Think of like Obama had just been inaugurated that uh -huh. year. Um, for context, gay marriage was not legalized for six years mm -hmm. after the show already actually was finished. Mm -hmm. Glee was done yes. by the time, like Glee was already over and done with before gay marriage was legalized in the United mm -hmm. States. Mm -hmm. That was June of 2015. And it's really surreal and it's very strange because when Glee starts, the main conflict of the show is that there are a handful of outcasts mm -hmm. at McKinley and and like the show starts and the main conflict is like they can only find each other and like friendship and camaraderie and belonging through the glee club uh -huh. and the and the antagonist of the series is um sue sylvester played by um jane lynch, jane lynch yes and who is funny mm -hmm. i want to make it clear she's hilarious she's hilarious like and i'm not just saying that she's funny mm -hmm. she because they again there's this Actually, I don't want to say genius. I don't want to give Ryan Murphy any credit, mm -hmm. but there's a really good setup in that first season where it intentionally takes place at, in Lima, Ohio, mm -hmm. like Ohio. Mm -hmm. It's the Midwest. It's a small town. They are surrounded by people that worship football players. And there aren't, there really are not a lot of minorities at the school. In that first season, it, it's pretty, like, white people everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mercedes always comments on that. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, she's one of, she feels like she's one of the few black students at the school. Mm -hmm. And Sue Sylvester says the most offensive things. She's, like, actively racist, homophobic, sexist. She's, like, she's like 
actively a bad person. Yeah. But I, and I feel like that's one of those things where like if it were if that character were played by another actor, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. Yeah. Like it would be blatantly like uncomfortable. And, and here's the thing about like characters like Sue, and there's another character that is like her from another show, um, Pierce from Community, from those who watch community um but it's basically a character that gives you like the right of way to make racist jokes and have them be funny so that you can't so you can't just like make racist jokes in your show and it'd be funny you have to have like an explicitly racist character who all the other characters deem as bad to make antagonist jokes yes like in glee it works i want to say it works again white we are white people yeah we are white people i apologize yeah we we could be totally wrong right and i would not like if, if I was presented with an argument that actually it is not good mm-hmm. and it is actually not funny and it's offensive and it, it is bad and it's problematic, then okay, I would believe absolutely. that. I would absolutely believe that and be like, yeah, got it. Okay, I understand now. But from my understanding, it seems like it, the reason I think it works mm-hmm. is because those characters are surrounded. They are losers. They, they are self-proclaimed losers. Mm-hmm. They always say we're losers. They get slushied in the hallways, which yeah. I, I don't know if that's like a thing that happened in real life. I don't know. I don't think there, so. that's, there are many moments in Glee where I wonder, like, did Ryan Murphy experience these things in high school? Uh-huh. Or does he just think that that's what public school is like? <laughs> like, I don't know. But I'm genuinely baffled by the decisions Ryan Murphy makes in Glee. But um, I think... What works about Sue is that she's actively trying to destroy them, mm-hmm. but it works because she embodies everything that that they are facing, yeah. all, every microaggression they're facing, yeah. every every dilemma they have. Mm-hmm. It works, mm-hmm. but as the show goes on, it becomes clear that like it's not just that the school's evolving; it's that Sue is evolving with the school mm-hmm. because in plot happens as it does mm-hmm. plot happens in the second season i believe it's the second season which i want to make clear i actually enjoyed the second season quite a bit mm-hmm. i thought the second season was perfectly hilarious yeah. like there was so much weird shit going on like mm-hmm. sue just weird things that worked like mm-hmm. sue trying to shoot britney out of a cannon <laughs> like that's funny like yeah. I, that's funny like that's comedy yeah and like the conflict of that episode being will britney go along with it like because britney's dumb and like yeah. that's funny like yeah. that works but there's there's a main conflict where the glee club is actually starting to gain notoriety at the school and the jocks and the and the football players that kind of have like seniority and are at the top of the totem pole there they are actively against it because they think they're losers and like we're on top you know like fuck you people you suck Uh and what works about it is that there is one bully in particular Mm -hmm. krofsky i believe Uh is his name um who is like typical like jockey like Uh douchebag asshole like and kurt who is very flamboyantly gay at this point he's out to his dad like he's out as gay Mm -hmm. at this point it's the second season um, and he has a boyfriend too, um, uh, played by Darren Chris, um, Blaine, Blaine, who is one of the best parts of the show. Blaine, Blaine Hands and down. Sam carry that show. They really <laughs> throughout the last season. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, and yeah, best role that I've seen Darren Chris, and I absolutely loved him as Blaine. Um, uh, but there is real tension, and uh-huh. that Krofsky is clearly not well, yeah. and is physically tormenting Kurt in the hallways Mm -hmm. and that Kurt literally just stops going to school. Mm -hmm. Like he transfers to, I believe 
the Warbler School, yeah. Dalton Academy, is that what it's called? Yeah, Dalton yeah. Academy. He, he transfers to Blaine's school because he's just like, I am not accepted at my school. And mm -hmm. Krofsky's making my life a living hell. He's getting shoved in the lockers. He's getting beat up. Uh -huh. It's intense. Yeah. And... Sue, who is the interim principal at this time, mm -hmm. actually is there and has to, like, answer to these mm -hmm. problems. And you can tell that she actually is affected by it mm -hmm. and is, like, uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Because she sees that he's a real person and that it's just, it's not, a, like, under no circumstances is it okay. Even though she, at this point, has been vaguely homophobic mm -hmm. and, like, problematic. Mm -hmm. That's where her as a character, like, where, that's where the line is drawn of, like, no, mm -hmm. you can't just assault one of my students mm -hmm. because of that it's not a reason to assault someone mm -hmm. and then it goes down a really weird path where it's revealed that krofsky is actually gay. gay and then they have like a whole like thing about it and he like tries to commit suicide that was like one of the episodes that like kind of stayed with me was what the one where krofsky kind of like commit or attempt suicide interesting really i i was so okay I, I should also give context to my sister, <laughs> my sister, Julia, um, who's a high schooler. She's a sophomore at Westport. Mm -hmm. um, she watched Glee. I never watched Glee. Um, oh. I never watched it. I'd seen a couple episodes like on and off that were on. Mm -hmm. I'd seen like the Christmas episode where Sue's the Grinch. I'd seen the one where they go to the Gershwin theater because mm -hmm. um, it's wicked and you know, wicked. it's my brand. It's gotta be, you gotta stay on brand. Um, I, but my sister was like, Hey, like, let's watch it this summer. Like, like it's, it's like a fever dream. You will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I like things that are bad. So, okay, fine. And there are many points throughout the series that Julie and I were just laughing hysterically. At, like, mm -hmm. why are things happening? What is going on? Mm -hmm. Like, where it's just, like, basic, like, filmmaking. Like, like I know it's a TV show, but, like, just basic, like, film logic mm -hmm. that just does not, that should apply, but doesn't. Yeah. And it's like, why is this happening? <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't want to call it subverting your expectations because I don't think that they were thinking about it. Like, I just don't think they were putting any thought into like what things, what the impression of certain scenes give off, like right. what they think about. But then there are other parts of Glee that are meant to be fully serious and that are like, to me, don't work. Yeah. And that's why I think it's interesting that, that I, you mention Krofsky's attempted suicide yeah. episode uh -huh. because I did not think it worked at all i thought it was so weird really? but keep in mind i watched this as a 19 year old in college with my, my mental health is not great mm -hmm. but i'm very lucky to say that it has never been that bad mm -hmm. so maybe again i'm the wrong person for the, the like the mm -hmm. scene was not intended for people like me mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. but it was strange i thought it was really weird because they i forget which song they played over it the, oh they say they play a song over it do they really? Yes. Oh god, I forgot. Yeah, they play a song and it's like Krofsky like getting it's like if I die young by Carrie Underwood or by the band Perry. <laughs> they did I Die Young. I know this in <laughs> the episode where okay, we should talk should we talk about that? What? The Cory Monteith episode. Yeah, we can talk about the Cory Monteith episode. It's not really on topic on the topic of like what the episode was about, but like We gotta we talk about talk. Glee. We're too far in. We gotta this is a Glee episode now. Yeah. This is just glee. Yeah. My sister, when we watched this episode, um, was very emotional, even though she'd already mm -hmm. seen it, because she was like, she remembered that when she'd seen it the first time, it was emotional for her. It and was also emotional for me when I first saw it. Like, I yes. bawled. It, there were definitely moments. Even though they did Season of Love from the musical Rent. <sighs> you know what? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We leave that alone. It's fine. No, Rent is not fine. I'm just saying, like, using that in that place of that is fine. Mm -hmm. 
but what's weird about the Finn episode is that, and I think we talked about this mm -hmm. over the phone when I was watching it, which is that it's weird to see something like that happen. Because for those who don't know, um, Corey Monteith was, I believe, a drug addict. Yes. I could he, be wrong. I'm, I'm pretty sure he overdosed. Yes. I could be wrong on that. And yes, and this was obviously unexpected and mm -hmm. terrible and horrible. And, and, and also, I didn't know this actually at the time. Um, Leah Michelle, her fiance, uh -huh. like they were engaged in real life. Uh -huh. They were dating in the show, yeah. but in real life, they were also engaged. Yeah, it was Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle. They were yes. engaged. So it in these, it seemed as though everyone on the set got along with Corey and that he was a really lovely person, from what I understand. But Leah Michelle was not in. The episode, the quarterback, she was not. She showed up at the very end. She was really it. very, very end. Yes. Right. Which I thought was also interesting. But. Yes. Well, you know who wasn't in the, the episode is entitled "The Quarterback." Mm -hmm. Um, was the woman who plays Quinn. Mm. I forget her name, but whoever the actor that plays Quinn was not in it, which is odd. But mm. what's weird about it is that like it's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me just as an adult watching it because these were he was a real person. The episode was clearly made, like, I, I looked it up, like, it aired in October of that year. He mm -hmm. died in July. Mm -hmm. So it was very obvious that it was, like, we got to make this episode mm -hmm. quickly when they were still, clearly everyone was still grieving. Mm -hmm. And Glee is not a serious show. Mm -hmm, yeah. So it's weird to see, like, real people grieving about a character who... They're not grieving for that character, though. They're grieving for the actor, the yes. real person behind that character. But you can tell they're still trying to look at it like, oh, Finn is dead. Mm -hmm. And that's awkward because mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to merge those two thoughts of my friend and colleague died. Mm -hmm. But also, oh, I'm playing a character mm -hmm. and this other character died and mm -hmm. I have to meet those two. And it, mm -hmm. because, and you have because the relationship between the character and the other character is different between the relationship between the person and the person. Yes. So you have to like navigate those waters of like what is real and what isn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of like grieving over a certain person. And it's uncomfortable to watch because it, a little bit, it's a little <laughs> uncomfy because I was telling my sister this, cause I, I was laughing a lot during that episode. And my sister was like, why? Like this one isn't funny. And I yeah. said, I think honestly, I thought about it. It was just like, kind of like a, like a defense mechanism where uh -huh. it was like, I felt uncomfortable actually because mm -hmm. I was like this. I didn't. I feel like I'm watching like and that something whole that wasn't was meant. About, like the fucking tree, right? Yeah, <laughs> they plant a tree. Oh god, that was so weird. They like plant a tree in Finn's memory, and like Puck steals it because <laughs> it wasn't big enough. I think I don't. I, there was some bullshit reason, or he was like, uh -huh. I wanted something better for him, or some bullshit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But there's this really awkward scene in the middle um, where, because again, the whole time I just felt like these i should not be watching this because a i didn't know cory monteith mm -hmm. b i don't know any of these people and it's been years so it feels like this weird time capsule of like mm -hmm. i shouldn't be watching this this feels weird like and this feels private yeah, it, yeah yes that's the thing it feels very private and uh -huh. i'm like this i don't this is uncomfortable and weird right. but halfway through the episode um nia rivera who unfortunately recently passed um nia rivera sings um a cover of if i die young mm -hmm. and it's a very emotional scene mm -hmm. because nia rivera um you know santana who she santana's character she plays santana starts getting choked up mm -hmm. during the performance and she's like getting emotional and she mm -hmm. can't finish the song mm -hmm. and i'm sure this is something that read better mm 
Right. It probably made sense on the, and I understand talking about it, maybe perhaps this will not be made clear, uh -huh. but she gets, she stops the song cause she's crying and a couple people approach her. Like I think Will Schuster and like a puck, a couple of people like go up to her mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, it's okay. And she freaks out and runs out of the room because mm -hmm. she's overwhelmed by the fact that everyone's trying to comfort her. But it's done so weirdly because she just starts screaming. And I mean, like, as if she's in danger screaming. And it's, I don't know if that was like the director being like, we need to like, you know, like you need to look like, oh, people approaching you, you're afraid of their comfort. You're afraid. I don't know if it was like a director thing. If Nia Rivera was just overwhelmed uh -huh. because it was, she was clearly they were like, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that take. Yeah. I mean, it was really weird. It was really yeah. strange. And my sister who up until that point in the episode was very into it. Mm -hmm. We both started to laugh oh, like no. actually, cause it was like, cause it was shocking or it was yeah. like, what? Uh -huh. Like what's going on? Uh -huh. It's, it was so strange. And you laugh when you don't know what else to do. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why I laughed so much at Glee. I didn't know how to feel. <laughs> I didn't know so what to feel. So your default is and laughter. And that's what's so and weird. And disbelief. And that's the thing I think where Glee falls apart as a series. Cause I just finished it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I, my sister and I, we started in like May or June and she was like, we'll watch three episodes a day. Cause mm -hmm. this is quarantine mm -hmm. and we don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't work. Julia didn't have work. It was quarantine. So we had time to watch it. And, um, we were going to do three episodes a day. And yesterday we had three left. Mm -hmm. And it was a struggle to finish them. Mm. It was like the last three. And mm. I was like, I gotta, I gotta finish these. Yeah. And I just like, I couldn't, and uh -huh. I did, but it was just like, it was just awful. Like it just, the can last I, few episodes. Can I give a hot take? Absolutely. I like the second to last episode, the 2009 episode. Really? Yeah, I That's liked it a lot. <laughs> I hated it. Really? It made me angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was know. like, what? Well, it felt pointless to me. Really? Yeah. But it was just like, it was like almost like deleted scenes. But it had like four teeth, which was like weird. And but it was like it, it was in the same way. It felt to me in the same way that they had Leia. I was gonna Rise say the same thing. Like you just didn't know what he was reacting to. So and you're you like, get, what? Like, the full feeling of the scene. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's funny too because they're trying to be like, like how they were in 2009. Uh -huh. But you have like Kurt, who looks like a 30 year old. Yeah. When he played a. And they put him in like that like outfit. But he's, he's like bulky like now, and it's like, it's like, yikes. That's not the same person. Yeah, and they show their audition video. And also, it's like a little creepy almost when you think about how, like, these people who filmed that scene in 2014, 15? I think it was 2015. Or no, it was filmed in 2014, yes. but had to act like they were in 2009 while they were talking to Corey, who was dead. Yes. <laughs> and he, he like, was, they didn't shove him into it as much, thank uh -huh. God. But no, that was. They did something even worse than that, though. In the season, in the fourth season, or uh -huh. was it season five that he died? Yeah. Season, season five. five. The the Christmas episode of season five, because uh -huh. they always do a Christmas episode. And I want to say the Christmas episode in season two, that's the one the Christmas where... Christmas episode in season five. Is that the one where they were like elves, and like Santana and uh, yes. Rachel were like elves, and, yes. they, and there was like this guy, and he like stole from them? Yes. There was a sexy like man that they like led into their apartment that was bisexual <laughs> and fucked like all of them. And then they, then they tie Kurt up like, <laughs> on the bed, like SM style, and like and then Rob took all their shit and like left. That, I remember that episode being like a fever dream. Like I tried yeah, to find it later and I could not find oh, it. Oh, it's so strange. 
But um, why that is strange in particular is that, and I want to add that because they always do a Christmas episode. The Christmas episode in season two is very good. Like I love the Christmas episode in season two because that's the one where Sue dresses up as the Grinch and they do that whole montage where she's stealing other shit. That's yeah. a great episode. Yeah. That's a fantastic episode. Um, the Christmas episode in season five is really surreal because it opens up uh-huh. with um, Sue uh-huh. and she's like, hi, I'm Jane Lynch. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, and she's like, last year, we, the Glee, like Glee, we had shot, we had written and shot like a Christmas episode, show. like a Christmas episode uh-huh. a year ago, uh-huh. but it was deemed like unusable by the Fox network for whatever oh, insert joke here. it was here. a Christmas special one. Yes, it was a Christmas special. they did like special. a black and white Christmas special. Yeah, well, that, and that was the one they did instead. Uh, they said they did that one instead. Unless I'm confusing with season three, which is also a great episode. I love uh, the black and white Christmas uh, special episode. It's lovely. But Jane Lynch is like, oh, sorry, oh, no, we couldn't yes, do no, it. I know exactly yeah, what you're yeah. talking she's, about. She's like, sorry, we couldn't. She's like, sorry, we couldn't air it. But now we're airing it as like a, a ha ha, like, yay. Yeah. And at the time, I thought, and here's what you got to keep in mind about Glee is that Every season up until this point started in September. Like uh-huh. it would, it would air in September. Each uh-huh. each each season had like twenty two episodes, like on average, right? Uh, twenty two episodes, like forty five minutes each. It would start in like September, or August, and it would go through till like May of the following year to replicate a full school year because uh-huh. it took place at a high school. It was right. very similar to how you know high school uh-huh. was. And I, at the time watching this, was like, okay, maybe they had like unused footage like episode nine style yeah. unused footage of cory monteith that they're gonna like force into this but then as it keeps going they like they reference finn like they make a reference to him or he's like oh yeah or rachel's like oh yeah like finn said this the other day or whatever and you're like oh this was like this is really weird yeah because like, they're filming this like after he died like these actors have to pretend that they're living in the timeline of like when he was alive uh-huh. that's really uncomfortable and then I told my sister, we were theorizing the whole episode, like, what's what's the point of this? Why is uh-huh. this happening? Uh-huh. Like, why? God, I don't want to watch that episode now. Well, then I thought, like, what's the point? Like, uh-huh. why would you just have it be a Christmas episode that takes place in the present timeline? There's no reason for this to take place in the past. There's yeah. no reason. Uh-huh. And it's one thing if you just want to be quirky and go back because it's different. Uh-huh. But, like, again, Corey Monteith was alive in that timeline. And that's really uncomfortable and it's awkward. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, I told my sister, I was like, there, there's just going to be one shot of Corey that like they didn't use. And uh-huh. that it's going to be just this big excuse to like show him for like a second, which is uh-huh. fine. Like if it's done right, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It's fine. <laughs> and then it just doesn't happen. And nothing happens. And then the episode ends and the next episode starts and they're back in the normal timeline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck was the point of that? Like, why would you even, why would you put those actors through that? Like, what was the point? And then I realized that... This was the point in the series where Glee stopped doing the, like, it would start in September when it would air and it would be a new school year. Uh They stopped doing that Uh because they basically, if they were to do that, they would run out of characters that were young. They would have graduated. They would have run out of characters. So they started to stretch the seasons as to, like, they all take place Uh over one or two months instead of Uh a whole school year. Uh They stretched it. So that episode aired in December. Well, because they were doing both, like, McKinley and they were doing, like, Niata. Yeah, because the, yeah, the original characters were now in New York. Uh-huh. And if they if they just stuck with the school year premise, then the people, the new the new kids at McKinley would have graduated and gone. Yeah. So they had to stretch it all out. But that means that that Christmas episode aired around Christmas time. But in the story, it was still May. 
So you couldn't just have a Christmas episode because if you're following the linear structure of Glee, it's the month of May. <laughs> we're tearing this apart right now. <laughs> I, I, I thought about this a Ryan lot. Ryan Murphy, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Murphy, I see right through you. I saw your little game. I saw right through you. Because like, then I, I realized like, wow, they couldn't just not do a Christmas episode. They needed to do one. So they were like, oh, well, let's just make up this cute excuse that, yeah. oh, they wouldn't let us air it. Uh -huh. So this takes place a year ago. Uh -huh. But the lead character was alive then. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> it's awkward. It's weird to like ignore that. Yeah. You know? And it's it, like, that's, it's a good idea. It's, it's uh -huh. a cute idea. Yeah. But I feel like that's the it first feels thing. creepy yes. kind of talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to think like, like that they, that they just like blindsided or like whatever. Yeah. That's what's weird about Glee is that the last two seasons. It feels like you know those like creepy pastas. That was like the Lost episode. Yeah. Of so and so. It feels like that. It does because it was such a. Not only was it that, but it was such a weird <laughs> fucking episode. It really was. It was like, such a weird episode. <laughs> oh my god. It like freaked me out. I was like, what? <laughs> Glee is one giant creepy pasta. <laughs> when you know, there's like a Lost episode of everything. There's like a creepy pasta for like the Lost episode of Max and Ruby. Like there's one for everything, <laughs> yeah. right? I need. To, we need to look up and research if there was like a, a creepy pasta glee. glee. That would be great. It's probably it's written by Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> like he wrote his own creepy pasta. Like what would happen? Santana's eye. Oh wait, no, she's dead. She's dead in real life. I'm not gonna make that joke. Anyways, anyways, moving on. Anyways, moving um, on. But that's there's one thing. There's one scene right before, and this is what I think because I kept joking. My sister and I had an ongoing joke with Glee where it was like the plot would just make things happen. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't follow like a linear structure at all. It didn't, it did not follow a linear structure. It was like, fuck it. We're doing uh -huh. this now. Uh -huh. Fuck it. This uh -huh. like, like weird <laughs> shit would happen. Plot elements would be introduced and they would yeah. go nowhere. And you'd have to Kurt's, be complicit. You had to be it, it, it just like, Oh, it's same episode nine energy. It demands your complicity. Like, <laughs> like, like Bert, Kurt's dad, just gets cancer at one point. Oh, yeah. he, he's and like, he goes like, to New York at Christmas. talking about it. And he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I have cancer. And it's like, oh no, because Bert is like the most lovely human yeah. being on the show. So you're like, no, no. Exactly. And then. He doesn't have cancer And then anymore. he just doesn't have cancer anymore. And it's like, and you didn't see him go through like treatment or like anything. There's no risk That's of the like. One where Kurt was like, I don't believe in God, acupuncture. No, that was that was in the season. That was season two. That was season two. Or season one or two, I forget which no, one. That was it was the one of the first grilled, two seasons. The grilled cheese because, episode. Oh God. <laughs> Can we talk about how tonally messed up that is. There's like a our best friend died episode. There's there's an episode where that same character that we have to watch be mourned has an episode in the first season where he's making a grilled cheese sandwich and he sees Jesus' face in it. And the whole episode is like, oh, it's grilled Jesus. Oh my God. I'm just remembering everything that happened in the first season. You could do scholarship on Glee. Like you could do actual scholarship on Glee and how bizarre that first those first two seasons are. The first season is so much going on, but like no, it's really strange because like it just doesn't go anywhere. Like uh -huh. Bert has cancer, but it goes nowhere. It's like it serves to be like a conflict for one episode, and yeah. that's it. And 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 like, but there's no threat of like, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, it's whatever. They just bring it up for the sake of we needed to fill time. Yeah. And it's like, to, but like, why do that with something like cancer? Yeah. When you've had like one of your actors actively die. Yeah. And there's there's an episode in the fourth season. Mm -hmm. Um. 
According to my sister who follows all this stuff, she said that Corey Monteith, when he was having his drug issues, this could be totally wrong. I, this is just, I've heard this from my sister who would know more than me. When Corey Monteith was having his drug issues, he, Ryan Murphy and the crew, the cat and the cast of Glee, they like sat down apparently and had like some kind of intervention where they were like, hey buddy, like maybe go and get treatment. And like, that's why if you notice at the end of the fourth season, which was his last full season, he's just kind of gone. Like uh -huh. he's not in as many episodes. He's just kind of disappears from the plot. Mm -hmm. It's because Ryan Murphy was like, you need to go get well. And like, mm -hmm. I'm going to basically, it was collateral. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to write you in and mm -hmm. rely. I don't want to have to rely on you to come yeah. in and do these scenes if you're going to be getting treatment. Mm -hmm. And there's this scene about halfway through season four where Finn and Rachel are, are broken up mm -hmm. and they're at like some dance because whatever, mm -hmm. um, because the plot required, they'd be in, even though they're graduated high school and they're in college now, whatever the plot, the plot required to be at a dance so they're at a dance and and he's like you know you can go we can go date other people we mm -hmm. can go be with other people and be happy and make memories whatever but you know just as well as i do that we're end game like mm -hmm. you and me we are end game mm -hmm. you're gonna be my wife and it's a really well acted scene too because mm -hmm. he does a really good job of not being like aggressive or like beggy or desperate mm -hmm. he's just very confidently like and sweetly like no mm -hmm. you're gonna be my wife and mm -hmm. it's very sweet mm -hmm. yeah. but then when he dies and they have to kind of continue with the show moving forward it becomes very clear that ryan murphy meant that mm -hmm. and that he had no idea mm -hmm. and i don't even think it was just this is just me being like you know conspiracy theorist i don't even think i think that finn mm -hmm. was directly going to impact how every other character in that show ended I agree. up because I completely agree with that. There is no ending for any character in the end that made any sense to me. Uh -huh. Everyone, like half of them get married. Yeah, which is really weird. When they met, when they're like, this isn't Harry Potter. Like, yeah. like, come on, you're in high school. And it's just, it's so bizarre. And that like, they keep Rachel's whole identity as a character, besides being awful mm -hmm. from the first few seasons was, <laughs> she's gonna marry finn and mm -hmm. she, she had the finn necklace she she's loved a wifey. Finn. she's a wifey uh -huh. and <laughs> and by by the time he's gone it it feels weird because they just keep passing her on to like every guy on the show that mm -hmm. is straight and mm -hmm. able to date uh -huh. she falls in love briefly i don't want to say falls in love but she has a thing with sam she yeah which was really weird because they were like it, it was just like we had to we had to give her a man she had to end up with someone and, Sorry, and then in the end, in the end, she ends up, spoilers for the last episode, she ends up with Jonathan Groff with Jesse St. James in the future. That's yeah. her husband. And she's like a surrogate. She's a for... surrogate for Blaine and Kurt's baby, which is awful. <laughs> it is which awful. Just... And I have nothing against, obviously, gay people can have kids, whatever. Like, I'm bi, obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's something we're both, okay. I would hope we're both okay with that. Uh-huh. But like no absolutely no absolutely not. not but like there's something just so weird about it where it's like you guys went to high school together it's been like 10 years and you just are hanging out like You're just chilling just having each other's children like what <laughs> it's so weird and she wins the tony award which is just the worst thing ever because i also want to make this perfectly clear everything that you've heard about leah michelle in real life like what kind of person she apparently uh -huh. was like every problematic tendency that she had to mm -hmm. just straight up being a bad person mm -hmm. Once you find those things out about her, it is impossible for you to separate the actor from the actress, mm -hmm. or from the from the actor from the character, mm -hmm. because the character is just she unlikable. was Rachel Berry. Yes, the character is mm -hmm. unlikable. She is rude. Mm -hmm. She's annoying. 
-hmm. And at the end of the day, you don't want her to succeed, which is not something you want out of your protagonist. Exactly. You want them to be liked. And that's the problem with Glee is that another problem with Glee is that every character is just so unlikable. Mm -hmm. I think the only people, the only Except likable for characters. And Sam, Trouty Mouth. Oh, uh, Trouty Mouth. <laughs> Shout out to Trouty Mouth. Shout out to Trouty Mouth. Because even Sam has moments, though. Uh, yeah. Trigger warning, uh, molestation. So uh, there is a there is a scene in season like five or four mm -hmm. where there is one character. Um, what was his name? Not was Jake. It, like, was it... it was the boy, the bowl cut guy. Oh, God. He was I, Melissa. I remembered him as like TJ, but that's not really that's what not his, his name, name was. I forget his name. It was like Rex. Or no, like... <laughs> it was not that. It was because he. AJ. Because or... he was married to the woman that played Marley. Yeah. Or they were engaged. Uh -huh. And he like was abusive to her in real life. Like he was a dick. And he's canceled now. Like oh, he shit. assaulted her. Like oh, he's shit. a crazy person. Um, But he, his character on the show, they're like. All, he, there's this weird subplot where he's getting catfished and this will actually be a great way to kind of tie our discussion into yeah. a neat little bow because uh -huh. of where this goes uh -huh. but for the sake of the, just the story like he is um he's being catfished by mm -hmm. some woman and he was very vulnerable with her over the internet and told her a lot of things <gasps> oh yes i remember yes. this and he's very and he's freaked out because he knows it's someone in the glee club uh -huh. because he basically he calls this girl who he thinks is a girl you know or who he thinks is this particular girl uh -huh. and he calls her and he hears the, the cell phone ring in the choir room uh, where they have their glee club. Uh, and he knows it's someone in the glee club, which we should add. This was during the school shooting episode. Oh, which is oh god, yeah, which oh, is god. a no, lot. That I'm, episode gave me so much anxiety because it's propelling at the rate of a normal episode. And it's important to note no, that I Ryan agree. Murphy, Ryan Murphy, also I, does American Horror Story. Yeah, so he knows how to make you feel horror uh -huh. and as someone I, who gets how i felt like yeah that's also another episode that really stayed with me especially yes, like it in does, the, it's very bald i was like terrified it's scary but it was so weird because agreed because like i could feel the anxiety and the terror that the characters were feeling because you know i i go to school and i can I, put myself I, in their shoes i attended public school i attended public school and i have a mom and a sister that being are shot yeah. yeah um but it's, it's, a, it's a lot because it's but they do it very wrong <laughs> <laughs> yes, no no they do it wrong it's effective in making me feel terror but it's, exactly. ine it's ineffective because like they go into the choir room and it starts off the scene starts keep in mind this shooting part doesn't happen till like halfway through the episode <laughs> so weird and you think it's normal yeah and you think it's a normal episode uh -huh. because they go into the choir room and the, and the stupid background music's playing the fucking uh -huh. like bang 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 and it's like and my sister just, we, I looked at her, I was like, wait, what? Like, oh, we're doing this. And, oh, the, and the show yeah. just stopped, they're no, like, same. get on your desks. And it's same, like, same, same, same. whoa. And it's like, you see like Brittany like hiding in a bathroom stall. Yeah, no. It oh is fucking intense. I think intense. about that every yeah. single, like it's not scary. every day, but like I think about that a lot. Because Ryan how... Murphy is, he makes American Horror Story. He knows how to make things look creepy and scary. Uh -huh. It didn't feel like teen melodrama. It didn't feel like a CW show trying to be edgy. Uh -huh. It felt real. And that's yeah. what made it so scary. And, oh God, it was so weird. And I'm so glad we're yes. talking about the school shooting episode. I'm glad. Because there's the, the, the Glee. <laughs> Glee. Glee. What's the tagline for Glee? Glee. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Glee. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you heard us. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> But um, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, it's so embarrassing. But um, yeah. So that so then 
he's calling the girl for some goddamn reason because that's the phone call you're gonna make uh-huh. right when your uh-huh. life is at risk you're gonna call the girl that's catfishing you not like uh-huh. your mom or your girlfriend in real <laughs> life just the one that's catfishing you uh-huh. but then he discovers like oh it's someone in the choir room <laughs> and, and they're having like a sit down like in the choir room keep in mind will schuster the adult teacher i'm using quotations <laughs> adult teacher because he's problematic as fuck he's there with them during this scene in, in a later episode they're in the choir room and they're in a circle and he's like <laughs> I need to know it's one of you. I need to know who it is. And he's like so angry. And he's like, God. And they're like, well, why? Like, why do you need to know? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Because he's like, because they know something about me. I told them something about me that's very private. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? And he's like, well, I guess before it gets out, because I know they're just going to, you know, spill my secrets out. I'm just going to tell you. And he just, and you're expecting like something not what it is. <laughs> Cause he's so like angry, but he doesn't seem like, I don't know if it's the fault of the actor. I don't mind blaming the actor. Cause he's like a be, be his wife or his mm-hmm. fiance. So I don't care. He fucking sucks. Yeah. But like I, he, he does this weird scene where he's like, fine, I'll tell you as if anyone cares, as if anyone <laughs> even knows who he is. We don't know that much about this character. Cause he was one of those new edition characters uh-huh. Uh-huh. that just were not developed because they were running out of characters in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh God. Okay. What's, what's the big thing. He's like, fine. When I was 12, I was molested by my babysitter. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, there's just so many things happening in this one episode. Yeah. I mean, they never touch it again. <laughs> no, they don't talk about it. That's what's so weird. It's like, you can't just like, and I'm laughing, not at like, ha 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 ha. It's just yeah. like, shock of like, you're just going to drop this bomb. Yeah. And he goes like, and this is what my whole point of being that Sam had this one moment of was problematic. Because he reveals that he was like 11 or something. He was like a kid. Mm-hmm. And he was being babysat by like a young woman. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, like a teenage girl. And she molested him. And she's now in jail, he said, because she'd been doing the same things to other mm-hmm. boys. And Sam goes like, yo, bro. We should add that Sam is a straight white male with blonde hair and is on the football team and has a trouty mouth. Um, and is very religious and also homeless. He was also homeless <laughs> at one point. He was also a stripper. And he also was a stripper. No, Sam's great, except in this scene. Um. He's like, yo, bro, like you got, you lost, you took your V card, you took your V card when you were 11, bro, that's so cool. And it's like, and all the women in the room are like, Sam. And it's like, whoa, okay. And he's like, yo, I don't see what the problem is. He got his rocks off by his hot babysitter when he was 11. That's so cool. Like actively a school shooting happening. No, this was a different episode. Oh, <laughs> It's yeah. it's very strange. It's very strange because we should add that like halfway through the series, Rachel, I think it's the end of season two. Uh-huh. The end of season two, Rachel gets into Niata, which is like this fake school in New York, uh-huh. but it's supposed to be like uh-huh. like like a Juilliard type school, mm-hmm. um, a conservatory type school in New York for actors uh-huh. and and musicians. So basically, she gets in. And she decides that she's going to put a year on hold to help Kurt get in because Kurt does not get in. So uh-huh. she decides she's going to put it, she's going to like defer her admission to help him get into school mm-hmm. and to, you know, help Finn out with whatever the fuck's going on with him. And they're also engaged to be married. Yeah. So the season two ends with her, with Finn being like, you have to go to New York. Like mm-hmm. you can't wait for us. You need mm-hmm. to go chase your dreams, go to New York. And mm-hmm. season two ends with this big musical number of she's in the city and she's walking around. She looks like, Barbara Streisand in that uh-huh. stupid movie that she idolized. But it's like, she's just walking around alone in the city and she's like in awe and she's like singing this quiet, nice song. Uh-huh. And that's to me felt like that's where the show should have ended. Uh-huh. Cause <clears throat> it felt like, okay, we're done. Uh-huh. She made it. The big question, can these kids be successful? They are, she's in New York, uh-huh. like end it. 
But after that, because all those seniors graduated and they only have certain seniors they're still at the school that they can follow, and they now need to talk about like what the new character or what the old characters are up to now that mm -hmm. they're adults after high school, they introduce new characters. Mm -hmm. They introduce they they introduce introduce Jake Puckerman, mm -hmm. who is um, Puck's young brother, uh -huh. who we never knew about. Yeah, and they have a scene where they meet each other, and it's horrible and awkward and, and I weird mean, meet each other yeah like, he's like hello i'm your time. brother because will schuster's like meet your brother uh -huh. and it's like it's like hey hey kid hey kid he, oh my I'm god lost children yeah and he's yeah. like hey how's my brother from another colored mother and it's like excuse me <laughs> that's a line that he says yeah. more than once and it's like holy shit um it's weird but they they introduce these new characters marley uh -huh. um, who is Supergirl. I, I hate Marley as a character, but that's fine. okay. She was bland. That's the problem exactly. is she's like new Rachel, uh -huh. new Finn, like yeah. new Quinn. The new yeah. Quinn is played by Kitty. Kitty. Kitty is Kitty is the new Quinn. And it's just like. But there's so much more and like, um, they're like cartoonish yes, they're very cartoonish. than they are in the first few seasons, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> I know. And it's like, they don't know how to, what stories they want. Because again, I feel like everything was was supposed to culminate with whatever Finn's mm -hmm. fucking arc was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That they just run out of character. And by the last season, mm -hmm. those characters are gone from the show. Mm -hmm. And I mean gone. Yeah. Because they have like Marley a joke of doesn't like, even come back for the last episode. Yeah, she was where there. everybody comes back, and, they, and by comes back, they stand on a stage and sing with them. Yeah. Like they don't, like we the don't know what they were up ever. to. Like why would they sing that? Like, oh god, that was weird. But it was, it was just like this weird ending where it was like, what was the point? Like why would you introduce these characters yeah. if they're not going anywhere? Another honorable mention. Yes. That's so Rachel. Is that the show? That's so Rachel. Is that the show that she leaves to do? Yeah. Oh my god. And that then was weird. it's like awful. I felt like there were, that's the thing. Oh, By the time Finn's dead, they're just trying to like make up things to yeah. keep the show afloat. And it's yeah. just like, uh, what can we talk about now? It's so cartoony and yeah. it's so like not what the show was in the beginning. I'm trying to think if there's any honorable mentions I want to make. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed that Christmas episode. There was that one and there was the black and white Christmas episode that I yeah. really, really thoroughly enjoyed. The Rocky Horror episode, yes. that was my favorite episode personally. And the thriller. I like the thriller episode a lot. Oh too. yeah, the thriller. The thriller was great. It was the thriller, it was like thriller and they also did um well it was the Halloween episode mm -hmm. of like the first season that I thought was really good as well. Yes. And I wanna give my hot take that we've talked about earlier mm -hmm. off camera or off mic. So is this like a conclusion? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. I think there was, there's one thing I'm going to connect okay. to in a sec, but, okay. um, Glee starts, the first episode starts with their cover of Don't Stop Believing, mm -hmm. which is a very, I, I think it's their most popular. I looked on Spotify. It's like their most streamed mm -hmm. after the cover of I Die Young. Mm -hmm. It's like the most streamed mm -hmm. one. And it is very fun. Mm -hmm. It feels genuine mm -hmm. and honest and it's fun. And this is my hot take. I prefer it to the Journey version. That's, no. my, that's my hot take. I prefer it. I really that's do. That's so funny that you say that because when I was in Christian school, weird tangent, uh, <laughs> I was in like the choir. They had like singing. It's cool. And do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> I think we have the same story. Oh, no. I had the choir. And um, – she made us learn Don't Stop Believing, but it wasn't the journey for Stop Believing. It was the Glee one. Like, yeah, me too. Don't Stop me too. Believing. I was in fourth grade at Hama Bowen. I was, uh -huh. I was a fourth grader, and we and I joined chorus. <laughs> and they had like little yeah. like leaflets, yeah. and you like. Yeah. 
guys. There you go. <laughs> guys. Well, that was the thing, because Glee was, like, edgy at the time. And I uh, remember that was the thing. Like, they're letting us sing Glee? Cause... Yeah. And I was at, like, a Christian school, and they were like, don't watch Glee. It's full of gay yeah. people. That's what my Christian mom said. She, I asked my mom she, when we were watching it over mm-hmm. summer, and she's like, well, it was really edgy when it came out. And meanwhile, I'm watching the TV, and it's like, the, Blaine is like dressed as a superhero, like running down the hallways. Like, dur, dur, dur. I'm like, this was edgy when it came out. And, but she, and I remember this. I remember she played like in that first season, there's like the, the scene where they're all, all the football players are on the field, and they start doing the single ladies dance. Yeah. Like, that's, that yeah. was funny, and that was like iconic yeah. at the time. It yeah. was like, oh, look at this. Like, uh-huh. this is weird. What's this? Mm-hmm. But it just, there's that nothing there. Iconic. After that season two, good. there's just nothing there. There's, there's nothing. One more honorable mention. Yes. Mr. Shoe's first wife. <laughs> oh, God. Terry. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about how, how the, the main plot of the first season is that the she teacher, Will Schuster, faked, he thinks that his wife is pregnant with a child because she thinks that her marriage is falling apart. And the only way to keep it alive is to gaslight him into thinking that she's having a child. But she, and, and she knows that one of his students is also pregnant, which is another conflict of the show. And she's going to steal Quinn's baby and like have it be theirs. This is the plot. It's like a plot of the first season. Oh, God. And they sing, they sing, the end of season one culminates with like, Quinn's going into into labor in the mm-hmm. hospital. Quinn is like 16 too, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 16 and having given birth to a baby. And like, they're cutting back and forth between that, like her giving birth and like Jonathan Groff, like <laughs> singing like a, 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 a Bohemian Rhapsody, like a, like a, uh, like a, like, like a, a mashup. Queen, song? queen yeah. I yeah. forgot the name of the band. Yeah, Queen. Like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, I was like, the Bohemian Rhapsody's not the band, is it? I was like, no. I know what Queen is. I queen listened to Queen, but I was like, what? I was gonna say the We Will Rock You band. <laughs> the We Will Rock You band. Uh yeah. Matthew Manassi. <laughs> yeah, the the We Will Rock the show you did. <laughs> yeah. But um I was like, oh god, like it was just so weird. But no, the the point that I was gonna make is that when that character, I wish I could remember his stupid name, but when he's like, oh, who's, who is catfishing me? Who's catfishing mm-hmm. me? It turns out that it is unique. That is catfishing oh, him. Yes. Okay, we're tying this back. Yes, this I is like how that. we're going to tie our whole discussion. This this ramble, this hour and this three-hour <laughs> ramble about Glee. This it, 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 unique because he had had... Ryder, that was his name, Ryder. Ryder. Ryder had That's had... so goddamn stupid. I know. Ryder was like transphobic. It was like, why can't you just be a man? And it's yeah. like, what? What? And Unique was like offended. And then a few episodes go by, and I guess Unique falls for him because of that. Or like decides to cyberbully him. Like none of this is good. Like either, like it's all like no matter which it was just so weird. Every direction they try to go with it is weird. And then it's this weird scene where Unique confesses, where Unique is like, she's like, it was me. Like uh-huh. I was the one that did it. It started as a joke and I really liked you. And I was like, eh, and I didn't know what to do. Then I was in too deep. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're in the Glee club together. Like we're in this, whatever. Mm-hmm. We got to get along in there, but we're not friends. Don't you fucking look at me. And it's like, Ugh, like he's, he's like pissed. And it doesn't go anywhere after that. Yeah. It's never brought up again. And it's like, I know that it's just bad writing that they uh-huh. just like neglected to really follow up on it. But the takeaway then is that like Unique was the villain of this situation. Right. And it's not good to, to catfish. Cat, that's bad. Yeah. But it's like. 
But he didn't like her because he's transphobic, not because he didn't, not because she catfished him. Yes. It's because he's a transphobic And he's asshole. like, I knew I was right about you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's so weird where it's like, why would you let that happen? Like, it's just lazy. And I think when you're dealing with heavy subjects, like, mm-hmm. like trans students and like gay students, like when you're dealing with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't really, I don't think it's dangerous to be lazy because then you give people messages like mm-hmm. that inadvertently. But again, I think it all comes back to Ryan Murphy was like, oh, I already dealt with the homophobia subplot mm-hmm. with with Kurt. Yeah. I already did that. I did yeah. that. The school's better now, yeah. whatever. But like, <laughs> you know, it's LGBTQ. Like it's uh-huh. all in group. But like the issues that a gay student is going through, there will be different nuances with like a trans student mm-hmm. in like rural Ohio. Especially. There will be. Like it's inevitable. Like you can't just be like, okay, they're okay with gay people. So now you can be trans. And honestly, like, yeah. Glee was one of my first introductions to trans people or like the trans community because mm-hmm. I because like at the point that I watched Glee I was in like sixth grade and I had like just found out what a gay person was because mm-hmm. I was like Christian sheltered mm-hmm. person and I didn't really like not that I didn't care I just like it wasn't like I wasn't something I was so interested in you know yeah. what I mean but this was like my first introduction to like a trans character and like inside her psyche into wanting to transition from male to female Mm -hmm. and i i feel like i wish it wasn't you know what i mean yeah because like but at the same time i wish you know at the same time like it wasn't like a bad introduction it just definitely i wish it was different i i understand completely for for sixth grade me to who is part of the trans community now you know what i mean well, that's me with Rent, uh-huh. with, like, bi representation. I mm-hmm. the, My first introduction to a bisexual character mm-hmm. was Maureen from Rent. And I wish that it had not been. Right. Because she is every bad mm-hmm. cliche of what a bi mm-hmm. woman would be like. Mm-hmm. And it's just, or just a bi person in general. Mm-hmm. Like, like, slutty and, like, loves yeah. to have sex. And yeah. it's, like, cheat, cheating, uh, yeah. gaslighter. It's, like, yeah. I, ugh. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible... Exactly first impression exactly and that's kind of how i felt with unique as well because not only was her character not well written it, they were mean to her oh yes. my god they were so vicious during the porta potty they put the porta potty yes! yeah that's exactly what i think of when i'm like yeah and i'm like yeah they were vicious to that character for no reason they wouldn't let her use the restroom no and then yeah. and then it was finally like coach beast i think or someone or like emma that gave her like no, the key to oh, yes. That gave her the key yeah. to the uh, gender neutral bathroom in the teacher's lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, because No, it was Will. It was Will it Schuster. It was Will Schuster. Who's... It was Sue that put the fucking porta potty in the yes. in the glee oh, room. Oh god. Um How but yeah. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. And like through like from the fo- first moment we meet Unique throughout her, um, you know, cause she doesn't get cast as like um, you know. A, a girl part in the musical and anything they're just so vicious to her and to her character and that's what really scared me off from like being trans myself or even being non-binary you know mm-hmm. is that people were gonna be mean to me and it's like which i mean i think and it's definitely different for a lot of people mm-hmm. um especially a lot of people who are like actually transgender Mm -hmm. and not that I'm not actually transgender, but like who have transitioned from one spec from one side of the spectrum to the other, like male to female or female to male, Mm -hmm. um, who face that kind of violence and that kind of, um, that kind of 
transphobia. Mm -hmm. And I think just one of the biggest things I have to deal with on a daily basis is like people not using my pronouns or Mm -hmm. my chosen name or people, you know, calling me, you know, a girl or things like that, or people not saying, saying that I'm not really non-binary because I dress more feminine or sometimes I dress more masculine. Mm. Um, but, uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. Well, do you think that Glee, like the things you just talked about, uh-huh. do you think like, like pronouns and mm-hmm. like just the everyday issues <clears throat> that you face, do you think that with those characters, Glee did a good job with it or no? No, okay. I do not think they did a good job with it. And that... And that is and that is that is the tea, and that's the cross that and we that's bear. The cross that we have to bear. Uh, um, and I, I, you uh, And I, I was just gonna go into like why I don't think they did a good job with it, which mm-hmm. I kind of re, which I'll reiterate. They were just so they didn't show any of like the good parts to being transgender. You know what I mean? Like they didn't the show joy. the self acceptance. Yes. They didn't show you know the self actualization when she actually was able to um, come out. And be herself and be a woman. Mm -hmm. She was just kind of like always kind of forced into that um, that kind of punching bag Mm -hmm. um, role, which sucks. But, you know. And I think that, you know, there are good things that we did take. I mean, it sounds like there were things, you know, you were certainly exposed Mm -hmm. To like exactly. queer individuals and stuff, and uh-huh. you can be grateful for things like that. Uh-huh. But now we are older, <laughs> and we can look and be like, "Oh, there are certain things from our youth that we are, are grateful that we had that maybe don't hold up well." Mm-hmm. Like Glee, thank God they did not age well. <laughs> they don't age well, and thank God Glee would not fly in twenty twenty. Yeah. It really would not. It really would not. I think that's the reason you see so many like TikToks and like memes where people are talking like, "Like, what if Hamilton had come out?" Mm-hmm. while Glee was still on the air. And it would be, oh my God. <laughs> exactly. It's oh like, my God. They it, would have taken it so wrong. It would have been yeah. so wrong. And and I, but people always do it, like fans of the show always joke about uh-huh. it too. Like, oh my God, can you imagine? So yeah. I think that even people that like Glee. It'd be like Rachel singing Burn about Finn and like, it would yeah. like be misconstruing the actual context of the song. Yes. You know, it would be very odd. The historical context of the song and stuff like Will that. Will would rap and that's all and that's all <laughs> said. <laughs> That, hey, Will Schuster would be like, that's, Yay. that's our cross to bear. That's our cross to bear. Oh, gosh. All right. but is there anything else to say on Glee? No, I think we uh, we've beat we've this beat dead horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, In our like, hour and 45 minutes. I feel so bad for the people that are, gonna, that are listening to this. Yeah. If you if you are listening and you have made it this far through our Glee discussion, I'm I certainly, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I, I, I thoroughly hope you did. I enjoy talking about things and, and I, like I this, right? Yeah, especially, and I'm glad that we got to talk about this because you have a unique perspective. Yeah. And I'm sorry that if I vomited my opinions on the show because they were, <laughs> they are in no way as valid as yours. I just was shocked by Glee. Uh-huh. The word is yeah. shocked and appalled and yeah. I just needed to, it was like therapy. This was a therapy yeah, session. This was I'm a like, therapy session. I can let go of Glee now. <laughs> I can let it go. It's like, trauma that you have yes, to let go. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you gotta like, like my queen Taylor Swift Taylor says, Swift. you gotta step into the daylight and let it go. <laughs> and that's our quote for the day. And that's our quote for the day. Speaking of Taylor Swift, <laughs> <laughs> tune in next week <laughs> when what I vomit more opinions that no one cares about. Yeah, next oh, week we'll be t- should we talk about what we're gonna be talking about? Just to so be like, tune in. Well, next week. I mean, yeah, we've already laid, dropped some hints, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, of what we'll be talking about. 
that's what I'm going to be talking about. You're, we're, next week, we're going to do it a bit different in that we're each yeah. going to be talking about one like thing. one topic. Like I'll have yeah. a topic and you'll have a topic. So, but I can give you, I won't spoil it, but the general topic is guilty pleasures. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Our theme is guilty pleasures. And, and uh, that's all you guys need to know. Yes. And do we want to plug our socials? Do we want people to, yeah, to bother Yeah, let's plug us? our socials. Yeah. You can follow me, Max, on Instagram at Avatars Cosplay. Please don't make fun of me. Uh, make fun of them, please. Please don't make fun of me, please. Um, and you can also follow my TikTok at Avatars, A-V-A-T-A-R-I-S. And um, yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram at Jacob underscore Ambrosia. And yeah. also follow my Twitter. <laughs> I am Jacob Ambrosia at Amir Jest on Twitter. Amir Jest. Um, Amir Jest at Amir Jest on Twitter. Um, and tune in. I think we'll be having. We might start like a social, social yeah. like an Instagram or something for this mm -hmm. podcast. Um, but this is the first episode, so we're kind of going easy. Bear with us. <laughs> bear with us. Bear this cross with us, please. <laughs> please. All right, guys. And oh, and also, I want to tease. Um, we will. Hopefully, if you guys, if there's anything that people want us to talk about, yes. please recommend. We have like the next few episodes planned out, but we can always change things. We can always, exactly. and we'll be adding things in the future, obviously. Exactly. So, um, and we'll also, we might be having a, a guest. I don't uh -huh. want to give away who it is, but we might be having a guest for a musical episode very soon. Very soon. It'll be so very exciting. I get to hear back, but hopefully, hopefully. Yes. If not, then it'll just be us and you'll have to hear our wonderful voices. Sucks for, for you. Sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. gosh. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. We cherish you guys. And you are out. capable. You are powerful. And you have the ability <laughs> to choose your fate and determine your destiny. destiny. And that's our cross to bear. <laughs>